Hi everyone, welcome to Empower. My power, your power, our power. Things might be looking a little bleak with uh, wave after wave as I call it, but uh, once we are back in the picture, we've got great things coming up. And as life moves on, so does, uh, you know, uh, beauty, fashion and everything beautiful that we love here on Empower. So we've got to keep, you know, doing things that make us happy. And whether it's listening to a podcast, <laughs> just like Empower, reading books, watching movies or whatever it is that perks you up. You all know for us, it's fashion, food, travel and all things fabulous. Speaking of fabulous, uh, we are here for an instant fashion inspiration and pick me up. The latest trends, the do's and don'ts, what's in, what's out, love it all. So today, that's what exactly I'm bringing you. A heavy dose of fashion insights from one of the pioneers of beautiful bridal Indian fashion and with a lot of Bollywood thrown in and all the trends ruling 2022. And I have just the person to give us the lockdown. Sorry, lowdown. <laughs> Little joke. Okay. Bollywood and runway fashion queen, Neeta Lulla. Welcome, Neeta. Hi, Minakshi. Thank you so much. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So, Neeta is a prominent fashion stylist and an Indian costume designer. She grew up in Mumbai and has worked on costume design for over 300 movies. Uh, her name being inseparably associated with Bollywood actresses like Aishwarya Rai, Madhuri Dixit, who wore her costumes in Devdas and what stunning costumes they were. She's a household name in Indian fashion and bridal wear. And, uh, you know, just naming a couple, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the immense work she's done with wonderful people. Soon after Neeta had fully committed to her Bollywood client base, she has designed outfits for celebrities like the late Sri Devi, like the beautiful Eshwarya Rai Bachchan, Shilpa Shetty, Juhi Chavla, among so many others. Neeta Lola has been known to utilize Pethani, the ancient technique of tapestry that combines multiple threads of different colors and incorporates gold and silver threads woven together to create a dynamic piece of silk. In keeping with the true essence of Indian at heart, her collections combine contemporary silhouettes with heritage textiles and traditional embroidery techniques. We're going to give you a sneak peek into her fabulous store and some stunning pieces later on too. So stay tuned for that. So now let's find out from the beautiful lady and the ultimate style icon herself, Neeta Lulla. So Neeta, welcome again. Sorry, I had Thank to speak you. a lot about you and your wonderful work. I was completely wanting to just Hide somewhere underneath the chair. No, I mean, more power to you. Why not? Thank and you. look how elegant and chic you are. Like, I can never pull off that look. And she looks glamorous and always on point. You know, I can't pull off polka dots. And <laughs> you are looking so elegant in polka dots. No, it's just easy breezy. You know, it's just black and white is safe. <laughs> and look at us, prints galore. We're matching, you know, in a, in a very trendy way. Totally. Yeah. So tell me, Neeta, let's start where it all started. Tell us a little bit about your journey in the fashion industry and how you've made the Neeta Lola label the huge success that it is today. 
So, um, starting from your last question, I have no clue how I've made it a huge success. <laughs> Let's just say I've gone with the flow of things and, you know, done the best to keep my creativity ongoing and uh, detailing, learning new things, uh, putting them into practice. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I think has been bringing up uh, um, creative styles after styles for the longest time. Short of sounding like a dinosaur, it's a 38-year-long <laughs> journey in the industry. And uh, I can just say that, uh, uh, you know, thanks to the guy up there who's kept me on the move and on the go uh, to be able to be where I am and be on a constant growth path which very few people are uh, you know having these days and I'm blessed I'm blessed yes. to have this uh, for the longest time and I hope it goes on till till the time I am you know <laughs> here, here <laughs> no absolutely. but what I would like to say you're very modest and very very elegantly so because you also have so put in so much hard work decades of it like you mentioned and look at the beautiful craftsmanship of all your clothes. I mean, even at the first glance, you can see the, you know, the embroideries, the work, the cuts. It's just stunning. So obviously, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of detailing, attention to detail. And uh, you can see your, you know, your, uh, the aesthetics, the creativity coming through with the colors, everything. And I'm not just saying it. I really say it when I sit here looking at all your beautiful clothes. So I'm, I'm a very hands-on person. And uh, for me, it's not about creating one classic style and then, you know, revamping it and going into various embroideries of the same cut. I rather get bored. Right. I get quite bored of the same yeah. silhouette, silhouette over and over again. Correct. And I keep reinventing. And uh, um, sometimes I work on the cuts myself. I, I cut it myself. I drape it myself and then yes. um, put it on. Uh, so uh, I believe in true couture. And I think it's very important when you call yourself couturiers, mm. you have the knack of knowing your cuts and knowing... Uh, your clients who you're dressing, you have a kind of a, a, a love relationship with the kind of clothes you're doing for your client mm -hmm. and getting into their uh, IV and understanding exactly what they want. Right. So um, I would say for me, um, my path has always been couture and uh, couture has never been stagnant. Couture transcends into various cuts and fits and yes. comfort zones and colors and... Uh, you know, there there are times when people have said we don't understand her style identity. Mm. But rightly so, because uh, couture doesn't have a style identity. It has, um, it has the look, the finesse, the craftsmanship and the kind of cuts and details that you put into it. And that is what I thrive on. Oh, how lovely. And so well put. I mean, you, you, you remind me of like Oscar de la Renta or, you know, Coco Chanel when they would say that, you know, this is what we're putting forward and... This is our style and this is what style will be now, you know, and couture and how it fit the body and how the silhouettes changed over every few years, yes. you know, like now boxy is in and a few years ago it was all fitted, fitted, fitted. So there's so much change all the time. But um, what I love is that uh, our fashion is always evolving and I would love to know according to you how you feel the fashion industry has evolved and what makes you stay relevant and evergreen in this fast-changing um, fashion industry? 
So fashion is a very cyclical process and uh, you know with time whatever was uh, has gone and become vintage comes back with a new identification comes back with a new uh, sensibility um, mm. and that's how it is it's an ongoing process which uh, is like a wave it just goes um, dies down comes back mm. and um, so that is the general philosophy and uh, uh, guidelines of fashion generically mm. however i would say that um, as of now uh, with a country like ours that is so young uh, you know we have become a very fashion conscious uh, uh, nation and also because of the the advent of so much of information on social media on uh, television on any kind of digital yeah, medium correct. you know everybody OTGs. knows exactly what's going on even in a tier 3 city absolutely and everybody aspires to look fabulous and it's it's a feel good these days mm. therefore um, i think um, fashion has become the realm and has become a very serious business because absolutely. of the fact that there are so many consumers in our country and outside our country who are looking up to india for um, you know uh, inspirations nowadays mm-hmm. i think uh, um that's where we are at now and uh, considering that what i started with where uh, we were a nation of uh, uh, you know people who looked at films and said okay i'm going to copy that or take a take a tear of a of a magazine yes, which is yes, either a, a film fair or a, or a <laughs> times of india where there is a small ad was taken to the local darzi and said acha aap ye bana ke de do yeah, hame yeah. um you know and uh, that's what i think my mom did when and she would tear up her old sarees and make the dress for me and much as i hated wearing prints <laughs> and embroideries but that's that was a go to yes and um till the advent of magazines came in in 90s i think when my dad started picking up not not 90s i would say um mid 80s mid, yes um, yes when my dad picked up uh, magazines for me from and there were only two bi annual magazines that came right and that was a source of inspiration right and then came in um, you know clothes from outside the country that were brought in and you got them at these little thrifty stores then came in brands and today there's no looking back absolutely yeah and i love how you've moved with the times and you've actually described through the decades how you know fashion is evolving and the influence you know so, worldwide so i mean actually i have always uh, loved the ongoing process of fashion mm-hmm. and um for a lot of people who may not know i have been teaching fashion for the last 30 years now mm-hmm. and uh, uh my conversations with my students is a lot of give and take you know i understand what the younger generation is looking for in design and fashion and i kind of give them my inspirations and my um, thought processes about fashion from where i come and where i am at um so with that there is a lot of exchange of thoughts and ideas and i think that's also keeps my mindset very young yes. and always uh, wanting to kind of reinvent absolutely which which i love doing yes and where all do you teach now so um 
I now teach at Hamstech, mm -hmm. which is a Hyderabad-based uh, uh, college. Okay. And I teach uh, on their online portal, which is Hunar Online, which mm -hmm. uh, caters to almost 10,000 women Fantastic. all over. And uh, I do a lot of seminars for various colleges. Lovely. So I actually wanted to become a fashion designer. It's just that I was destined to do other things. <laughs> but I really, I did try. Like, I remember saying, I w I'll go to SNDT because I lived in the oh, suburbs. And I used then... to teach at SNDT and I'm from SNDT. Oh, okay. So I yeah. loved it. And I actually did some summer courses there, but they had different desi uh, designers at that time, visiting designers. I think there was Priya Darshini Roy and... You know, a few years ago. Priyadarshini is my student. Okay. And I trained under Hemant Trivedi and Jilina okay. Roji. Oh, fabulous. So, you know, iconic people, you know, who started it all. <laughs> okay. So tell me, um, you're a household name, of course, in bridal fashion. How have things like destination weddings and more recently the pandemic shaped what today's weddings require of designers? So, um... I think very, very few people know this, but I pioneered the two dupatta concept for weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, primarily because when I got married, uh, you know, there was this concept of classic red or classic pink <laughs> and rani pink. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> right red or maroon. And there was just this one dupatta that came with your outfit and... And uh, it was worn across your shoulder and then on your head. Which was very uncomfortable, right? It was right? so cumbersome. Yes. It was absolutely cumbersome. And I hated every moment of it being on my head because you can get stunted. Yes, yes. And your photographs show that stunt. Yes. You know, and... Um, but that was the only process of getting married those days. So when, yes. I, when I graduated as a designer, the first thing I did when I did my bridal outfit was to tell the bride, I'm not going to give you a single dupatta, I'm going to give you two dupattas. Oh, one on the head and Thank one. you for that, <laughs> from all the people who've been married yeah. and have been through this. <laughs> and and uh, it became something that was such a comfort level and by word of mouth, a lot of my um, clients grew over that period of time because right. suddenly there was this comfort space that they felt with the second dupatta and it was a talk that you know she gives two dupattas <laughs> and then I came into three dupattas and four now and I think but, you featured uh, it in some movie also where it became groundbreaking after that wasn't it uh, for some yeah, actress if I'm not so, mistaken yes, yeah but a lot of my uh, Bollywood brides have also Absolutely. won two and three dupattas like Aishwarya and um Isha Deol, Isha uh, Kopikar, and a whole load of them, uh, Janelia. Right. So, um, so this was this was predominantly uh, what I did with the bridals, and then in um, in around late nineties, um, mid uh, twenty, early twenties, um, you know, there were a lot of people who came, uh, clients who came, asking for. Um, an outfit that they could wear because the wedding was not in their own hometown. It was outside. And at that point in time, there were like a series of brides who, um, you know, asked for this. And that's when I started making destination wedding outfits. Yes, yes. Um, which uh, kind of had different color variations. I did colorful bridal outfits with three colors and four colors because that... Um, their uh, destinations were very different. Yeah, and thematically you know? it must yeah, have worked. and I felt that we were going into some different concept of uh, weddings where it was not in the hometown of the bride or the groom, but mm -hmm. it was in a completely different hometown. Right. Uh, destination. So uh, I think even there, uh, 
my inputs, I would very humbly say have uh, brought in the concept of destination wedding outfits. Lovely. And then came this fabulous wave um, of uh, um, people coming and saying, I'm getting married in Goa. Right. Or I'm getting <laughs> married in Bangkok or some other place. Yes. And as a designer, you just need to catch the pulse very soon. Like you say, as a designer, you kind of study history right. and you pick up your inspirations. In the same way, I kind of picked up that and started creating collections around that. Yes. So I think around 2009, I featured my first destination wedding uh, collection at the Lakme Fashion Week mm -hmm. uh, in laces and pastel shades and georgettes, which were very easy breezy right. to wear. Light and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, one just needs to keep your eyes, mind and ears open to what's happening around you and... Yes. Kind of get with the flow of it. Fantastic. So tell me, Neeta, uh, which are some of, since you mentioned some of them already, which are some of your favorite Bollywood films with your actors that you think had exceptional costume design? Yours and others, of course. And uh, which of them were designed by you? And no modesty allowed. <laughs> so, Please share um, it all. I have done over 380 films. Wow. I worked with almost... Um, at least 90 to 99 actors Lovely. in my journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I can never pinpoint and say that, you know, this is my best work ever because every time I look at my best work, it, it unnerves me and I say, okay, I can't get better than this. <laughs> and, you know, Neeta Lula, ye ho gaya tumhara kaam ab retire karo. You know, what is the... What is the next thing? The next level that you can go up to. Right. But I think he's been kind to kind of give me those uh, projects where I have had to push my boundaries and push to a completely different level of technicality and design and, uh, you know, thought process. So I've never been able to gauge which is my best film. What about someone else? Is any any um, that really impressed you or inspired you or... You know, Indian or foreign, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, a lot of foreign films have uh, uh, kind of inspired me uh, from the olden times. You look at Gone with the Wind. Mm. Um, you look at, uh, um, you know, for me, I think even as as a uh, mo movie watcher, I yeah. watch films that kind of don't take my brain space. Absolutely. I love watching films like A Hello Brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, when I'm watching films and Honestly, this is where I am at. Even with my own films, I don't watch the clothes. I watch the film and I enjoy it. Right. <laughs> so it takes me a second time to watch the film and grasp that, oh God, okay. these yeah. are the clothes. <laughs> However, having said so, um, one particular uh, film that I think uh, really uh, kept my mind thinking was uh, um, Black mm -hmm. um, on the Indian films. And uh, also um, on the foreign films, there are there are a whole lot of inspirations. I look at them for inspiration. So, Madden Monroe's films, or uh, uh, you know the older films that, yeah, that had like Breakfast at Tiffany's also was so elegant. Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany had like one or two elegant ones. But yes. if you look at the other films that are there in the fifties, there's some brilliant work that's happened there. Right. And um, there are some recently, because also I am on the uh, panel of the Academy for Motion Picture of Arts and Sciences. Mm -hmm. So 
I have to watch these 170 films every wow. year. <laughs> and last year there were a couple of them that uh, I really loved for their edgy dressing, quirky, despite it being a, a f fancy like a like a fairy tale kind of a film. Right. You know, the clothes were very contemporary and mm -hmm. that's something I really Which ones seeing. were these? Um I don't remember the name as of now because okay. I'm trying to get that into my head. <laughs> no worries, know, but, but yeah. yes. But thank yeah. you for sharing that, you know, how movies inspire you or how you get completely absorbed. It's such a personal experience, right? Yeah. And it's a great stress buster too, like you It said. It is because yeah. <laughs> I, as a technician for films, I look at films from that aspect. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of studying them. It's I don't see okay this is my favorite. Right. <laughs> no my films not other films so So tell me okay speaking of films was there a particular one that really put you on the map you feel? Ah. <laughs> um you know you always know when there's a shift right you feel okay now this has uh, obviously you were always a I successful designer think, but I um, mean actually that is something that you know um one can never say because um in my journey the map came after a long time right <laughs> you know i had already done a whole lot of commendable films absolutely like chani and lamhe and uh, dar and aina yes. and that time there was no social media there was yes. nobody writing about films but the map came in only i think in the mid yeah. uh, early 2000s and uh, late 1990s So by then I had already done Devdas and right. Hamdulillah Sanam and that's when I think people started getting aware yes. and Hamdulillah Sanam was the first time I saw people writing about clothes in the films right um however however sometimes uh, uh, it's very you know uh, funny and it's quite uh, refreshing to see when people ask you so how how was your journey from um you know devdas onwards you you started your career with devdas and oh, no no and not at all i, I mean you been shri the shri devi looked the best i've ever seen i mean who could forget that you know in the rajasthani desert the yellow lehenga and you know so beautiful and you can really see the beauty of the person and the garment i feel you know yes, and the so intricate embroidery and you know the light shining on it i've grown up watching these movies so i'm absolutely in love with all that And I think so, we yeah, all felt like wearing ghagras, you know, like even though we lived in Abbott Bombay, we wanted to wear ghagras and dance around, whether it was Diwali or whatever it was, you know. So you inspired us. So you, you know? need to figure when the map came. <laughs> okay, we kind of have an idea, but you've always been so gifted, you know, and so humble, like I see. But tell me now, okay, moving on to, you know, you've designed for A-listers, okay, and. Uh, in both real and real life <laughs> which one do you prefer i know this is like a um funny question but no it's it's a great question because uh, for me films uh, creates a a different dimension of characters on that one a lister you know so uh, that for me is very challenging and that i really enjoy mm. also having said so my bridals mm. give me a great high because there are different people the, the, these you don't have they are not called the so called a listers but they are normal people who i love interacting with and making their clothes and interacting with the families and you know understanding what they require 
But and you're such an integral part of their celebration, celebration. special moment, yeah, right? And I take like almost forty to fifty minutes to understand the mindset. And what's really beautiful is the fact that uh, on films, when on screen people love your work and they uh, appreciate it, and um, you know they applaud you for it, and when on the other side, on the hind side of the bridles. Um, when people come to you and you have not even recognized them because they are married and now it's almost 15-20 <laughs> years and and then you look at the dress and say okay this dress is mine but I don't remember the face and they come and say you know I made this outfit from you almost 10 years back and I still wear it and it still looks great oh, nice. and in fashion yeah. so that is something that a designer is blessed with right and that is that is my all time high yeah, it's like a it's like a different form of job satisfaction that you feel oh, later, and, and creativity and uh, talent being praised, yeah. you know, and your piece that you created, right? Yeah, but so, it's very humbling to see yeah, them. Yeah. Do you recognize this? <laughs> you know, it's it's so beautiful. Oh, lovely. Okay, so your work in the recent film Thalavi received much recognition have I pronounced it correctly oh, yes, yes. Uh, for Jail Alita's look that you created for Kangana Ranaut how is it working on this film this was my most challenging film mm-hmm. uh, you know people would look at me and say but I thought Jodha or Panipat or Manikarnika or one of the, Khuda Gaba, one of those would have been challenging but no yeah. this was very challenging and um, contrary to what people believe that you know because there is so much research that is uh, uh, not there, it becomes more difficult to work on a project. But the belief is complete. My belief was shattered when I <laughs> worked on this project because there was so much research on this film. It yes. should have been a cakewalk. Right. But it was so difficult to recreate because of the fact that every time you watch a song, a recreation song, and I must have watched it at least 16 times to 17 times each song. Every time a new thing came up and in the process of us making the garment, I would have to stop it and say, nee, nee, ruko. this color is not the right one. This is, we have to change it all over oh, again. Okay. And so this went on at least eight, ten times. Right. And it was quite it challenging. Was challenging. And right. also being able to create Kangana's uh, inner suit for her to look the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did myself, I hand structured it myself, okay, was nice. very difficult. But however, she was fabulous. She gained weight, she gained about 20 kgs to create that yes. look. And uh, it supported the kind of uh, structuring that I put together for her look. And uh, yeah, things okay. came together. Nice. And so tell me, what is your inspiration behind your Paithani designs? So I work on a lot on heritage fabrics because mm-hmm. I'm from Hyderabad. I've uh, grown up in Hyderabad. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this great love for Kanjivarams, for the art of uh, Sri Hastakala Kalamkari mm-hmm. and Paithani weaves. Um, it just intrigues me, you know, the way these things come together with the kind of fabric colors and the um, zari mixed to it. Yeah, the uh, weaves and everything. And and somehow, in, in you know, I felt that uh, um, early 2000s saw this whole thing of, um, you know, youngsters saying, oh, these saris are not for me. These are for my mom or my grandmom. And I'm not going to wear this. I'm going to wear just plain chiffons. 
and uh, plain georgettes and easy breezy stuff but then where would our fabrics go right. so i kind so of much talent yeah, and so i contemporized much. these fabrics using them with a mixture of uh, georgettes and crepes and made them more lightweight to be mm. worn and the design sensibility was also changed a lot so that people found it the contemporary the younger audiences found it easy to wear correct and what um was a blessing on being able to create awareness on this was my film devdas mm. where i think a lot of people and they messaged me and wrote to me saying that um you know it's been a while and we've actually gone into a mom's wardrobe or a grandmom's wardrobe to pull out their old sarees vintage right. became huge yes. in our country and the whole silks and yeah. the you know so, the uh, richness of yeah. uh, the so devdas enabled fabrics. this and using your mother's lehenga for weddings right. i think jodha enabled it right <laughs> so as as a person who has been working in this industry if i've had the opportunity to do this and to create the awareness i'm mm-hmm. blessed yes how nice so tell me um let's get to some advice <laughs> straight yeah. from the expert yeah. uh cuz many of our listeners and viewers would love to hear from you what you think are now the hottest trends for 2022 what's on neeta lala's list for what's hot and what's not <laughs> oh a lot of uh, um revamping of uh, garments using your old clothes uh, yes uh, reusability has become a very very hot statement today take pride in wearing your garments again and saying okay i'm wearing it all over again yes. sustainability reusability is what is the core philosophy of today's times apart from this a lot of uh, like you mentioned earlier boxy silhouettes mm-hmm. um the 60s influences here to stay for a while um so bring out your cool jackets <laughs> use them with a line outfits or tents and and just have fun with it boots are very big mm-hmm. bright colors pinks and greens and um lavenders mm-hmm. bright blues are going to be the aqua colors are very big this season and in your bridals there are new elements of colors like ochre and emerald greens and maroons are maroons yeah. and reds are are classics and here to stay but apart from the um highlight colors of uh, um you know beiges and golds ochres and greens are yes. a huge Yeah, have you noticed like mustard, mustard and you know brighter yes. versions of all the classic yes. colors, right? Yeah, perfect. And uh, what's on your list of what's hot and what's not? <laughs> Or ah. what's not? You've already told us what's hot right now. So <laughs> what's not? Yeah. As long as you're comfortable wearing whatever you're wearing, it's hot. Okay, that's and nice. And if you're not comfortable what you're not uh, comfortable wearing, it's not. Yeah, and it shows, right? <laughs> well said. So tell me, what do you have coming up in the next year or this year? We're into the new year, both in real and real life, and we can't wait to hear about you know what's coming up in twenty twenty two. So um, my um, sensibilities on couture. bridal wear are i'm kind of trying to uh, get a different dimension to it pick up from my older inspirations and revamp it and bring it uh, up front a couple of stores flagship stores are in the offing oh nice um i'm at the moment speaking to five different production houses for different scripts and uh, waiting to watch which one 
kind of materializes. <laughs> of course it will, I'm so, sure. So yeah, as long as there's work yes. on the platform, on, on the table, I think that's what's on the cards. Yes, and that's what keeps us all going, Absolutely. right? <laughs> okay, so great interview. Thank you for taking time out. Any last words? You know, I would love for you to give some tips since you've also been teaching for so long and you are a true fashion person to people who want to become fashion designers or who already are, who want to expand their business. Any tips? Because as you know, last couple of years have been difficult. So people who are students or who are already designers, uh, we would love to hear from you. Any tips, any last words? So yes, we've seen a lot of downward trend in the last few years. We've seen a lot of people falling uh, prey to it, um, you know, um, going into depression of what's going to happen next. But let's just say that that trend of going down is now coming to an end. From here, you can only go upwards. There can't be an other downwards. <laughs> so feel positive, feel happy about the fact that you're now only going to go up and things yes. are going to get better. And uh, focus on what your core strengths are. Mm -hmm. Don't look at people around you. Don't look at social media to... Uh, grab what others are doing. Look at what you can do well and how can you better it. I think that's the only way to move forward. And that's my one piece of advice. Don't create a box for yourself when thinking of the box. There is no box. <laughs> I like that. just the whole universe is there for you and the taking. So just feel free to create and be happy. Take that flight of wings where it takes you. And that's what's going to make you what or who you are. Yeah, and soar higher and higher. <laughs> Thank you so much, Neeta, for the lovely inspirational words. What a wonderful way to end it. And thank you so much, my lovely listeners and viewers, for joining us at Empower. Please join us for all this and more fun content, pictures, videos, and a quick Q&A too, if we can get Neeta to join us for that. Uh, on my Instagram and Facebook, Minakshi Kuwadikar. And do follow Neeta on Neeta Lola. And uh, your uh, work account is Neeta Lola Designs? No, it's House of, ne House House of, of Neeta, Neeta Lola. Lola. My apologies. And Neeta underscore Lola. Yes. And uh, please feel free to email me anytime for anything fashion-related or more on empowerbymanakshi at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much, Neeta. We really appreciate it and had such a wonderful time, you know, going through um, a little bit of history and so much more of what's coming up in fashion. Thank so you. more power to you and we love you at Empower. Thank you. Thank you and much. until then, as always, thank you, my lovely listeners. Keep shining. Keep smiling. Have a safe and fantastic week, everyone. And don't forget to own it. Mm -hmm.